Oh, we're on. Sorry. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening. It is The Drive with Sayed Piper, Lante, Kyle Tosk, holding down the fort today. Derek Piper should be back tomorrow as we roll along. Tomorrow is sectional time for a lot of high school basketball teams. I know we had a 217 send in on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line. Potentially a couple of local big-time rivalry matchups this week. Uh, they're on the line. You could have, and of course, these teams have to win now their next game to set these up, but you could have in two ways, St. Joe and Unity, a rematch that St. Joe won on a very close game when Unity missed a free throw late in that one to force OT, I believe. But uh, St. Joe and Unity could meet Friday night in Shelbyville, I believe is where that is, for a sectional title. And then in 1A, you had Tuscola winning and then Arcola upsetting Effingham St. Anthony, who was the number one ranked team in the state in Class 1A. So now those two teams play actually at Effingham St. Anthony. How hard would that be if you were the number one ranked team in the country, in the country, in the state at your class, and then you get upset and all of a sudden the next two games are right on your home court and you're not playing. But again, it could be a Cola Wars matchup with Tuscola and Arcola on Friday. Now, Tuscola won that game earlier this season by like 30. So I, I think this is a much better Arcola team. And you never know in high school basketball if someone was hurt, if someone was sick. There's a lot of factors that go into it. So I, I wasn't at that game. I don't know. I just remember it being... Uh, a pretty easy win for Tuscola, whereas the Unity St. Joe game was very close. But yeah, that would be incredible if those things could happen Friday night. That would be really fun. So a lot of fun high school basketball going on, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully those two games happen because that would be really cool to be checking scores and seeing who is getting that done. All right, we heard from Brad Underwood in in the uh, last hour. At the end, we're going to hear from him again. This is kind of uh, strange concept, but of course that that you just heard was the post game after Illinois beat Iowa on Saturday. This morning he joined Stevie and Diane on uh, on their show here between seven and nine a.m. right here on ninety three five FM, and we are going to hear that later on this hour. I didn't want to go Brad Brad, <laughs> so you'll hear more from Brad. Uh, later on, uh, you and I, Kyle, of course, talked about some seeding things for the Fighting Illini in the NCAA tournament um, at the end of uh, or about the middle of the hour. And certainly we could bring that back up this hour to chat a little bit more about that. We did also highlight what the Cubbies did this weekend. And now that was late sun. Is that Sunday morning? It was Sunday morning at 1 a.m. Okay. And you were still awake. Yep. I had only been asleep probably four hours, uh, uh, maybe more than that. But uh, I thought maybe mind I, your I own was a business. little less than I thought. <laughs> you mind your own business. I, I, I go to bed early. I, I like to wake up early. So, yeah, I did, though, wake up Saturday or Sunday to that news, and I was like, oh, it happened. And I, I told you that, again, I have never – one time this entire offseason thought that Cody Bellinger would play for any other team than the Chicago Cubs. Now, it's easy. It's almost like when your son or daughter doesn't play in a game 
and someone is your buddies there watching it, it's a hell of a lot easier for them to watch that game than it is for you. Mm-hmm. When it's torture watching your son or daughter playing in a game and you're just like, ah! Um, so for me, being a Cardinals fan, I just from the outset, I thought Cody Bellinger is going to be back in a Cubs uniform. It seemed to be a perfect marriage. I think Cody hits well at Wrigley Field. He takes advantage of those the gaps being closer. And, of course, it's down the line is deeper, obviously, but the gaps there um, are a little bit closer, and they come in on the outfield wall. And I think Bellinger took advantage of that. I'm not saying that's the only reason he had a good year. Please, Cody Bellinger hit plenty that would have been out wherever. So, I, But there are certain guys that do well in certain uh, certain venues, if you will, and I think Wrigley suits Cody Bellinger perfectly. Of course, nothing suits a guy more perfect than – Yankee Stadium. I know. That right was my that when was the offseason started, that was my initial concern that yeah. he was going to fit right in there, but then once they traded for Juan Soto, it seemed like they exactly. were out. Exactly. I think in my prime I could have hit a few out of Yankee Stadium to right field cuz I bat left-handed. Pop it up and it's warning <laughs> right. track. As long as the kids not out there catching it and interfering. But yeah, look, I just thought Cody Bellinger would be was a perfect Cubs player and I thought he'd be a perfect fit and so the Cubbies get it done for Three-year, $80 million, but it's not that simple. So I'm going to let you break down a little bit about the contract and then give me your views on what it means to sign Cody Bellinger and how that helps the Cubs in more ways than just, hey, we got Cody Bellinger, who's a hell of a player. What other ways does that kind of help the Chicago Cubs squad? So the contract is three years, $80 million. There's an opt-out after each of the first two years, so he'll make $30 million this year in 2024. Then he can opt out next offseason and just be an unrestricted free agent again. And if he opts in, he'll make $30 million again in 2025, can opt out after that, wow. or opt back into $20 million in 2026. So he has all the control. The Cubs have no control over this. That's right. Cubs only have control for one year, which is the downside of the contract. But at the same time, it allows them the flexibility, and it minimizes the risk of being locked into a guy that maybe you're not 100% sold on last year was the true version of himself going forward. So I think it works out well for both sides. What did Bellinger do so well for the Cubs last year? Well, I think the biggest thing that he did was his two-strike hitting was unbelievable, where that was something that he really struggled at um, when he, even during his MVP years at times where he was just more of a pure power hitter. And he hit 26 homers, I think, last year. But it wasn't necessarily he came in and was just this big bopper right. power hitter. He right. hit 321. His two-strike approach was great. And uh, and he was just such a solid, reliable guy. And he was your best producer with runners on base, clutchest hitter. Uh, he just really did everything. Plus, he can move around. He played a little sure. first base, played great center field, good defender. And that flexibility is huge, too, with some of the prospects the Cubs have. How old is Cody? 28. Okay. So he's right there in his prime. And a guy that uh, obviously had some massive years with the Dodgers and then had some really poor years with the Dodgers. A couple of seasons where he was hitting under 200, I think. And a lot of people wondered, what, what is wrong with him? Well, the shoulder was what was wrong with him. And I'm sure he was fighting it. And even when he came back and maybe that injury was better with the Dodgers, he was still kind of fighting it. Probably put a lot of pressure on himself to prove himself in a big market like L.A., but certainly he fits well with the Cubs. Dansby Swanson had a really good season for you guys last year as well, and he's back. Now, 
I mean, can Swan, if I remember right, Swanson started the year just on absolute fire. Yep. Of course, your third baseman started on real fire. Patrick Wisdom. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, and he set a record for most he was, May he was home runs. He climbing up towards the April home run record. <laughs> April, yeah. And then after that, I think he maybe hit like 200 and wow. struck out 80, 150 Is he still times. on the team? Yeah, he'll be a okay. bench bat probably. Okay. Uh, but but Dansby Swanson was a guy I thought that had a really good season as well, both defensively and offensively for the Cubbies. And I think between him and Bellinger, uh, I, I mean, and I also think Seiya Suzuki finished the yeah. year on fire, had a really good overall season, had one little slump there in the middle of the summer, but his September was outstanding. Yeah. I think he's been for a big year. One slump and one miss. Yeah, the fly ball against the Braves was. Uh, <laughs> Not as fine as that. Moment. Amazing how that changed tra- trajectory of who was it against the Diamondbacks? It was against the Braves. Oh, the Braves, and it allowed. It was a it, the Cubs were leading by a run with two outs in the eighth inning. He dropped the fly ball, oh. and the Braves scored two to win the game. Okay, and pretty much sealed the Diamondbacks getting in, That's and then right. they went all the way to the World Series. That is right. I don't need a reminder of that. We're thinking about 2024 <laughs> <Sorry>. right now. <laughs> Sorry. I just, it's just amazing how one thing can turn into a avalanche of – that's the second time I've used that on your bingo card uh, – of just events that, that play out after something like that. It's just crazy. And I remember I must have been here when it happened. Because I don't watch a ton of Cubs games. I do watch a Cubs game on occasion. I love watching baseball, and if the Cardinals aren't on, then I don't mind sitting down to a Cubby game and, and watching, especially at Wrigley. I love, I love that setting at Wrigley Field. But I was watching that game when it happened, and I think it was an afternoon game. It was a night game. Oh, I, it was? I remember Okay, it. Yep. okay. Well, I remember watching it, and I, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what just happened that he would drop that. I mean, that does. He would catch nine hundred ninety nine yes, out of a exactly. thousand of those. It, it was just a microcosm of how the last couple weeks yeah. of last year went. It's like, all right, it's just not going the Cubs' way right <laughs> it's now. It's like, okay, the baseball gods do not want us in the playoffs, and they're going to do everything, including a one out of one thousand chance uh, to make that happen. And so it was very strange, but the Cubbies get it done. Now we went over their not lineup, but we went over their defensive basically the setting for the Cubs. And I want to do that one more time, and I want you, because I want to ask you a question. You start out at catcher with Jan Gomes. Now, certainly not one of the better catchers in baseball, but is he good enough to kind of play the part for a Cubs team, or are you going to need more from that catching position, you think? I feel all right about the catcher spot. Jan was a guy that I know all the pitchers just loved working with. I think he's pretty good defensively, and he hit fine. I mean, it's rare to find the Wilson Contreras at catcher who are going to be middle-of-your-order hitters. I think he was all right there, and I also really like the potential of Miguel Amaya, their young catcher who should back him up and, and play quite a bit as well. So I like that little tandem there. And at first base, probably Cody Bellinger. I'd imagine him. Yep, I think that is most likely. And I'm I'm curious to see because they made this weird kind of prospect for prospect trade yeah. with the Dodgers like a month ago, and they got this left-handed bopper named Michael Bush. And he's kind like of 26. An, he's right? like 26. He's been raking in AAA. Hasn't really ever gotten a chance with the Dodgers and the Bigs. So. I would imagine he may make the team and get a crack at first and as well. And I'll tell you what, the Dodgers, we know, spend a lot of money on free agency. We get that. They also develop talent. Yep. 
And so that is probably someone that could come up and really help the Chicago Cubs this year. And, of course, if Bellinger's not at first and Michael Johnson is. Bush. Or I'm sorry, Michael Bush. Then you would put Bellinger in center field. Yep. Instead of Patty, Pete, Crow, Sw- what, uh, Cardinal Pete Bird. Crow Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah. He's got blue hair now. So oh, get ready he, for that. Does he come out like with bib overalls on and a hay, like a, a like a, what do you call that? <laughs> like a, what do you pick hay up with? What, what is that called? Like, I can't even think of it. He just reminds me like a good old boy. Is he a good old boy? Where's he from? With a guy like Pete Crow sure. Armstrong, he's got to be like from Louis- South Louisiana or something. It's a good question. I I'm mean, not sure. Fill me in on him when you find it, because I it just the guy just reminds me of somebody that comes out with like a toothpick or like a thing of hay. He is a bit of an odd dude. He's from California. No, oh, well, maybe that explains it even more. Sorry to all you California natives. I doubt there's many around here. All right, so at second base, you'd have Nico, Nico Horner. Horner. He and Ian Happ have been on this team, it seems like, for 30 years. Yeah, they're kind of the two they're the everyday holdovers from Agree. your last group of guys. How was his season last year? He was good. I mean, he's solid, really good defender. He won a gold glove for the first time last year at second. And just a contact, top of your order bat. Not a guy that's going to blow you away, but he's right. going to be really reliable and hit for average. Dansby Swanson loved coming to Chicago. And he proved it with the real estate he bought. Pitchfork, thank you, 651. A pitchfork is what they're going to take a picture. His, his baseball card for Pete Crow Armstrong will be, he'll actually have a crow sitting on his left shoulder. He'll be sitting there with a cowboy, like kind of a, not really a cowboy hat, but kind of an old rugged hat you'd wear. And he's going to be holding a pitchfork with a piece of hay in his mouth. And that's going to be his baseball card. I, I, I'm seeing it already. I don't he's know how you got the blue you... hair, too, to throw oh, in there. he does? Yeah, he's got blue hair. Oh, wow. So I don't know how you're going to get a crow to land there and stay there for the picture, but this is what I'm looking forward to, and it will go down. It, that card will rival Hannes Wagner one day. Like, <laughs> I wish they would make one card. Just make one card of that and make it the most rare card that's ever been made and people like me can take the chance and go to my local store and buy baseball cards hoping that I get a picture of Pete Crow Armstrong with a crow on his shoulder, and it's going to be worth millions of dollars. All right, so we got we covered Horner. Swanson, um, Swanson was really good last year. Do you expect him to be that good again this season? I think he, he was – I expect him to be a gold-glove caliber defender at short, as he's always been. He actually didn't have a very good end of the season, which I think kind of brought the numbers back down to earth a little bit from the way he started the year. I'd expect he puts up a similar overall statistical season. He didn't do anything spectacularly at the plate, but pretty solid, and uh, he did close the year kind of cold, so I think it kind of leveled things out. Okay, that makes sense. And then at third base, that's kind of still a – I mean, it'll, look, it'll be interesting to see how Morrell looks there this spring. I think that's one of the top okay. spring storylines for the Cubs is can Morrell be a serviceable defensive third baseman coming out of spring? If he can, I think that's huge. Otherwise, he probably DHs most of the time, and you're probably going with Wisdom or Madrigal at third. Okay, makes sense. And you're not comfortable with Wisdom or Madrigal. No, I'd really prefer if Morrell could hold that down. I would agree. I, I I think that could be a weakness, though, for the Cubbies at third base. But we'll see. And, and, and again, we talked about Matt Chapman, a guy that you, you talk about winning 
a gold glove. Yeah, that's <laughs> Maxwell sent that picture of the old couple. It's one of the most yeah. famous art, you know. Uh-huh. That was what I was thinking when I when I had that in my image of uh, Armstrong looking like that with the hay. What's that picture called? Somebody knows. Is it just the old couple? I, I, I'm I, not sure. I don't either. It's it's one of the most famous paintings. Can you imagine painting that? And you're like, oh, that's going to be one of the most famous paintings that ever. American Gothic is what it's called. Which I don't. Is, uh, it makes no sense to me. I don't. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what gothic is. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Nothing says America like an older guy in bibs. and Well, he's not even in bibs, is he? He's got like his church clothes on. No, he's in bibs, kind of. Yeah. They need to recreate this picture at Cub Spring Training with Pete Crow yes. Armstrong there. And like, I don't know if he has a girlfriend or something, yeah. but that'd be hilarious. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Or, or just make. Just do another player, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right. Put like uh, Ian Happ <laughs> dressed up like a girl there. Get, get him a wig. <laughs> that would be fantastic. All right, so we're going through the order. Then your outfield, of course, Seiya Suzuki in right, mm-hmm. either Bellinger in center, or if he's at first, we're talking about our guy Armstrong, mm-hmm. and then in left field would be Ian Happ. Is Ian Happ a good outfielder? He won. A, he came up and he won a Gold Glove last year and left, which oh, I didn't so totally did think he O'Neal deserved. I didn't totally think he deserved it. He's so he's Marcelo not a liability. Zuna. He's not a liability in left. His arm has been. He's his best skill is probably throwing out runners at home. He's had a lot of outfield assists out there. In terms of his range, it's not the best, but he's not a liability. Okay. He's solid. That's fair. You got Justin Steele as your ace. Probably Kyle Hendricks, too. Uh-huh. And then the biology teacher, three. The biology teacher? Um, what's his name, Ahmed? Uh, Jameson Tyone? No. No, who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the dude that came on last year. He looks, oh, Javier Assad? Yes, he looks he's like a... He's not going to start, I don't oh, think. Oh, okay, well, he looks like a biology But, yeah, teacher. he's the goggle guy. Yeah, so your third guy is who? I think it's either going to be Tyone if he oh, turns things right. around or if Imanaga, who they signed mm. out of Japan comes on he'll factor in there he probably will be the three just to balance out the lefty righty with oh, steel at true. the top that's true i thought imanaga was a reliever now nah, he's a starter okay so he'd be a starter and then your fifth guy would be the guy that that's going to be a competition Van it'll either Doolin. be assad maybe jordan wicks younger guy oh, yeah. who came up last yeah. year at the end of the year drew smiley still here in the mix my guy Yep. Except it's not really my guy. No, he's the guy you get mixed up with Wade with Miley, Brewers, who's right? another left-hander who's yeah. been in like every NL Central team. Uh, Drew Smiley and Wade Cardinals. Miley. I mean, come on. That's 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 difficult to keep track I think of. Wade Miley was a Brewer and a Red last year, so <laughs> you probably right. were all over it. Has he been with the Pirates? That's, that's I, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. <laughs> um, now... In terms of the bullpen, you don't have to go through that. Yeah, that's that's up in the air a little bit. But I, you got your, some solid. Your closer signed. is closer is going to be Alzali, who was oh, good right. last year. Had a great right. great season. Was he's, a starter at first. Was a starter at first, but he's turned into a heck of a reliever. And uh, you just signed Hector Neris from Houston. Oh, that's right. Who should be a nice eighth inning setup man. That's a good call. And you got a couple guys who came on last year, like Merriweather, Mark Leiter, and uh, some of your younger guys. I bet Wisniewski will be in the pen this year. Ah, yeah, my guy. That's my guy right there. He's the guy that I jinx on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Wisniewski. Um, now, just so we're fair 
Are you going to run through the Cardinals? No, no, we're not going to run through the Cardinals. But normally we do not give um, we do not give the Cubs the same as we do the Cardinals. I mean, let's be honest. So today we're I appreciate we're going, this. We're going heavy on. I, Cubs. I love talking the Cubs, man. I'm ready for well, it. Heck yeah, I am too. What did the Cardinals do today, though? Signed a shortstop. Yeah. Is it Brandon? If this was the 2014 (laughs) offseason, the Cardinals would have won the (laughs) offseason. I know this. Crawford is the guy that has... Is it Brandon or Brendan? It's Brandon. Brandon. Huh? Brandon. Brandon with an A. He's a guy that has has hurt the Cardinals, and he's a guy that's had good postseasons for the Giants. What was he, a three-time World Series winner with the Giants? That's right. Yeah, they they won it every other year. That's right. In the early 2010s, 2010, 2012, and 2014. You know who won it those two years in between? Remember? Did they even play in 2011? Yeah, they won. Did they have a season? Yeah. It was, I think it went Giants, Cardinals, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Is that right? The Cardinals didn't win it in 2013. Oh, no, no, no. But they were in the World Series. But they lost in the World Series. That's right. Yeah. They lost to the Red Sox. That's when uh, Big Poppy was. Unbelievable. You could not get him out in that series, and I don't know why we didn't walk him. So, yeah, but the, so the Cardinals add some shortstop depth, uh, according to uh, Katie Wu, I believe, from The Athletic, that they, uh, they have signed Brandon Crawford, who was available. And, of course, you've got Mason Wynn at short. They were trying Brendan Donovan at short and second, but I think he'd be more of second base. He's a guy that can play everywhere for the Cardinals, and you still have Nolan Gorman as your second baseman as well. So of all the 37 plus year olds that the Cardinals <laughs> have signed, whether it be Brandon Crawford, Matt Carpenter, yep. Lance Lynn, yep. Kyle Gibson, which one do you think has the best year? Well, it won't be Crawford because he yeah. won't get much of a chance. I, unless He won't even make the team, will he? He's just more of a spring uh, inviter. He may probably. be maybe the last guy off the bench. Because, see, Crawford's left-handed, right, hitter? I or think is he, he righty? Uh, I think he, he might be a lefty. See, they have a lot of lefties off the bench, it seems. So I, I, it'll be hard for him, I think, to make the team. But they'll give him a shot. And, you know, again, there's no backup to Mason He is a Wynn. lefty. Yeah, that's what I thought. So um, who will have the best season of those guys? You're not counting Sonny Gray in that. No, because he'll, he'll have a great year. Okay, I don't think it'll be Matt Carpenter because I don't think he'll get that many at-bats or that much play. I don't think Crawford will get that much. It's going to be one of the pitchers. And I'd probably say Lance Lynn. Why not? Lance Lynn comes back to St. Louis and goes back to what he used to do where he just throws a fastball 100 times. And he is out after five innings with 104 pitches, and you're up 3-1. to one. That's, that's about he, – he doesn't quite get That'd you – That'd be the best-case scenario, that would right? Be, that would be. He doesn't quite get you the quality start that you need through six innings – but he gets you through five. He's already pitch count 118, and they just get him out. I think he'll be fine. I think the Cardinals staff will be okay. I think Sonny Gray is pretty good pitcher. I think Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson are veteran enough, crafty enough to kind of keep you in games. And then you still have Miles Michaelis that I've never been a huge fan of, but he's adequate. And then you see kind of what a guy like Steven Matz can do in that fifth start, in that fifth starter role. Or you've got a guy like Zach Thompson that's thrown well in the uh, spring training so far. You got Matthew Libertor 
They can see what they can do. I think the one thing the Cardinals will have is a better bullpen because I think they've got some guys like a Liberator, like a Thompson, that if they're not starting can go into that pen and help you out. Mm-hmm. And they've added a couple of guys to that pen that should help as well. I think there's going to be a couple of guys that we just don't know as Cardinals fans, and we're going to have to kind of figure out, see who they are, and 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 go from there. But uh, certainly I think the the lineup should be solid if, if guys like Lars Newtbar stay healthy. And if Tommy Edmond can come back and play a solid center field, Dylan Carlson would be a backup. Of course, you got Jordan Walker, who just keeps getting bigger. And we had a chance to meet him at the Cardinals caravan. Six foot six, Jordan Walker. And then, of course, Mason Wynn, who is a really electric 20-year-old shortstop that they want him to be the shortstop this season. And, oh, by the way, you got a couple of stalwarts at first and third with, uh, with of course, all-stars throughout most of their career and Paul Goldschmidt. Have you ever have you seen Paul Goldschmidt and his muscle? Dude, that guy is a big man. He is, he, he is physically imposing. He looks like your buddy in college that was a farmer that never lifted a weight. <laughs> but he's stronger than hell. And he, you know, that's the guy that's out there like, "Here, let me lift this car real quick and see if you can get the uh, baseball that went under it." I mean, he, that's what Goldie looks like. And then, of course, Nolan Arenado is claiming that he's going to come back and have a big year for the Cardinals, which he needs to do. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think there's some uh, fun times ahead in St. Louis, I think, better than last year. Do you have any concern with Paul Goldschmidt in that he had a little bit of a down season last year for his standards? A little bit. With his age starting to get up A there. little bit. I, I don't think you can count on what you've gotten out of him but I still think he is such a solid right. player, right? He doesn't necessarily have one strength. He can hit home runs, but he's more of a contact guy that the ball gets out of the park. I do not worry much about Goldie. I still think even in a medium kind of year, he still right. puts up numbers. I think one of those two, though, need to have a really special year, and I think it's Arenado this year that needs to do that. And if they can... And if uh, Nolan Gorman can get you 25 dingers, and if Brendan Donovan, who will just be kind of playing a different spot every day, if he can still, you know, get on base as much as he is, what's that, OPB mm-hmm. on base? No, OBP, oh, OBP. my bad, on base percentage. Uh, I think they'll be okay. I, I do like the outfield with Newt Barr, Edmund, and Walker, and then Carlson is your fourth guy. So, And then I really like that Victor Scott kid that came to the caravan. I don't know if they'll start him in AAA, but I if something happens to Edmund and you – I mean, I, I think I'd rather see Victor Scott out there than Dylan Carlson. But that's plenty about the Cardinals. We haven't talked a lot of baseball, so we're both kind of just bursting, just bursting at the scene to talk some baseball. But let's get back to some basketball. Brad Underwood joined Stevie and Diane this morning. We wanted you to be able to hear that in case you missed it this morning. He was on uh, with them from their 7-9 and nine show. And Brad, of course, following the win against Iowa, had some good things to say there. So a, a, a week ahead here where you've got Minnesota at home on Wednesday and then you've got Wisconsin on the road on Saturday. Early game there, I think a noon game at uh, at Kohl Center. So two big games coming up for the Illini. Certainly it was nice to get that win over Iowa and kind of get the stink of the Penn State game yes. off of you, that's for sure. So when we come back, you'll hear Brad, who was on with Stevie and Diane this morning. But first... 
I'm going to tell you about something that is very important for you and your family, and it's called a message to my loved ones. As you celebrate the special person in your life, give them the love letter that lives on, and it's called an estate plan. Preparing an estate plan ensures your family and financial goals are met after you're gone. You never know when the inevitable will come. According to a survey from Caring.com, more than half of Americans, 60%, do not have an up-to-date estate plan. Complete a message to my loved ones, no matter your stage in life, from Busey Wealth Management. The packet itself, which is great because it'll fill you in on what you need to do, will help you outline your life, your legacy, and your wishes through the fill-in-blank style questions. May not seem relevant now, but having an estate plan is a key part of your financial wellness. Now, for more advice on estate planning and other financial topics, connect with Busey on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Busey Wealth Management is here to guide you through the estate planning process. Call 1-800-67-BUSEY to discuss your wishes and to request a message to my loved ones. Busey, member FDIC. I'm Eba. Welcome to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Hi, I'm looking for a refrigerator. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. Oh, yeah, well, I just need a refrigerator. Don't need the whole store. But you get it, the whole store. My kitchen is only about this big. You get me. Hello. All those delivery, installation, and service technicians in back. Wow, all those people? The Dick Van Dyke 510 year protection plan, which means in the unlikely event something goes wrong in the first five years, your repair cost is nothing. Nothing? 10 years parts coverage on the major components. Looks like I'm getting more than the refrigerator today. Um, how much does this whole store cost? Nothing. Come on. For real. We guarantee to beat any competitor's deal, all that other stuff we talked about, like our service tax. And your 510 year protection plan. All all included. I'm Dennis Freakin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. And when we say you get the whole store, we mean the whole store. Wow! Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. Basketball star Dane Danger on Living at Pacifica on Green. Hi, I'm Dane Danger. Pacifica living here is just very convenient. You know, a lot of things are around. A lot of my classes are around the corner. It's a lot of food and things over here. My facility is down the street as well. So, you know, for me, it's just very convenient. I'm standing here by myself, so I have a lot of space to myself. You know, it's good for me. The ultimate in student housing, Pacifica on Green at PacificaOnGreen.com. Hi, this is Amanda Jean, the founder and planner of Inspire Your Wedding and Events. After the big yes, are you daydreaming about the big I do? Join us for premier, interactive, immersive, inspirational wedding showcase to bring together vendors and couples from all over central Illinois for your big day. Come away with ideas and vendors that will make your wedding one of the most inspiring days of your life. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. For complete details, visit inspireyour.com. That's inspireyour.com. 
By now, you've all heard the expression, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 for PDR Automotive. They are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. But who are they? They, the PDR staff, understand that a name is only as good as the people that represent it. The PDR staff has more than 335 years of combined automotive experience, several employees now on staff for more than 25 years. PDR, more than just a name. Family owned and operated, now celebrating over 50 years in business. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Tax relief for individuals and businesses affected by natural disasters. I'm Hillary Barsky with your Fox Business Tax Tip coming up. Kelly's Accounting does all tax types, individual, corporate, trust, partnerships, and estate, plus payroll and bookkeeping services. Your guardian angel in the finance department. Call their Monticello office, 762-5509, or visit kellysaccounting.com. Individuals and businesses in federally declared disaster zones can receive filing extensions and may deduct losses suffered. CPA and tax attorney Alan J. Strauss says there's a choice. They can take those losses on a return they have not filed and take it in the year the loss occurred. For example, natural disaster that occurs in February of 2023 and you haven't yet filed your 2022 return. You are allowed to take that 2023 loss on your 20. 22 return. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Cue the band. Head coach of the University of Illinois basketball team is Brad Underwood. Good morning, coach. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning. Beautiful sunny day. High blue skies. Uh, yeah, feels uh, feels like feels like March is almost here. Yeah, your drive at the uh, Champaign Country Club or Urbana Country Club is staying there a long time today. Blue skies, you'd hit that yeah. thing 320 yards. That sounds good. 320 yards. I know you're a big hitter. Come on. It, it wouldn't be today since I haven't picked up, <laughs> up since August, but uh, but yeah, I, I look forward to those days coming up. Yep. All right. So I'm at the game uh, against Iowa, and I'm sitting there, and it's 16 minutes and like 10 seconds, and I look, and all I see is hundreds on the board for Iowa. They, they haven't missed a shot. I'm saying, what what is that? I've never seen the first timeout. They missed the last shot for the 16 and under timeout. I'm going, come on, you you can't make all your shots. You just look at that and shake your head because what the heck. Well, we, I think everybody has to understand this is a really good league, and and it's got really good players. And and the Big Ten this year is is performing offensively, everybody collectively as as the number one league in efficiency in the history of basketball. <laughs> and um, you know, I think you start and you see that there's really good players, and and uh, you go back and you watch the film, and you sit there and go, man, that's that's a contested shot. Um, you know, you just tip your hat and, and, um, you know, you, you, you move on and you figure out, you know, how to, how to, uh, how to get it back at the other end. And you, you know, sometimes you've got to outscore people and, uh, but, uh, you know, Iowa's Iowa, uh, Fran's one of the best, one of the best offensive coaches, uh, in the country. He, he recruits to, to that system and, and, uh, 
he's always got players that have have the ability to make really hard shots. I thought again, second half defensively awesome, but I thought we played hard in the first half and they made the hard shots. Were we that bad? Were they that good? And then we we I thought we guarded hard to me. What it looked like to me? No, we did. I mean, Terrence Shannon got a piece of one that Perkins shot from the top of the key and it went in. Oh, and and you know it's 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 you know they they shot sixty percent. From, from outside the paint, hard twos. And those are all shots that we want to give up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Iowa's a, Iowa's a team that is an elite hard shot-making make, team, and they shoot a lot of twos. And, um, you know, and, and then the second half, just kind of, I think, fatigue, and, and you know, we stayed with it. And they shot 35% and 16% from three. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and their, and their center's the guy who made the three. So, um, you know, it's just, you play the percentages, you play the long game, you don't worry, you know, overly about, you know, a shot or two, but, uh, you know, you've, you've got to keep fighting the good fight. All right, so when you went with the all five new people in the second half, you, it, was it like dad driving the car saying, you guys better behave or I'm stopping the car? Because <laughs> you, you changed it out, and then Nico, what the heck? I mean, yep. guys held serve, they did great, but what is that moment like for you when you say, I'm done, I'm, we're stopping the car, that's it? Yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's a pretty good analogy. You know, I, I, it's, it's, I think everybody has to understand that playing time isn't a given thing. It's earned. And there's certain things that, that, um, you have to do in the long term to continue to win games and, and loose balls and challenging at the rim and, and, and not making the same mistake over and over. And, um, you know, I had seen enough and, uh, this, this, that group of guys, Luke Goody was the only guy that had played, you know, uh, a lot of minutes and and you know throughout the season and started and, and that but that group works hard every day and you know I've got tremendous respect for for Nico I've got tremendous respect for for Imani. Uh, both of those guys have had injuries that have set them back as freshmen but uh, the job they do is is uh, second to none every day of practice and they deserve the right. And most importantly, they've been ready for that moment. Well, here's Nico. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for the team, first of all, and then second, second of all, as myself. So I'm happy for the team, first of all. The kid sounds like he's 24. Is it a European thing? But he sounds really mature to me, Brad. Well, he's a coach's kid. Uh, his dad coaches professionally over there. He's got a brother uh, that's well-documented, plays professionally in Italy. Uh, was a great player at Texas Tech on their Final Four team. Uh, he understands a locker room. He understands practice. He understands uh, team first. Uh, I couldn't be any more pleased, and there's not a better example of a guy who has taken the opportunity. He's never complained. He shows up, gets extra lifts every day, and it, and he is the ultimate team guy, and he gets that, and, and uh, that's a that's a really mature uh, young man right there. And Justin Harmon responded because I thought he made a couple of huge rebounding plays. I mean, he did whatever happened. He responded, I thought. He was really good in that second half. Yeah, and, and he did. And, you know, it's kind of the, uh, you know, cliche. I left him on the bench a long time for a reason. And, and uh um, I wasn't very happy with him at Penn State. I thought he was his, his, his didn't play very well. He made the same mistake five times and gave up layups. Um, 
and uh, yet he responded. He had four rebounds in about a minute and a half spurt that were that were elite. We just need that consistency from him, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I want our guys to understand is, you know, we'll put your butt on the bench, and and now we've got other guys who are capable and. And we proved that in the middle of a big game against the, uh, one of the hottest teams in the country. And, you know, Nico and Amani and uh, all these guys can – Draven, all these guys can, can step up to that challenge. I'm uh, all in on the one game at a time thing because I know we have Wisconsin and Purdue. Minnesota's a lot better, man. I, be careful. I know you're going to tell them. I just hope they hear you. They're a lot better than they were. Minnesota's one of the top four or five teams in our league. Yeah. And, and there's no doubt about that. And uh, – Ben has done a great, great job. They're they're big. They're extremely physical. You know, they've got one of the top freshmen in our league, and Cam Christie, that is having a great, great year. They they took a little point guard out of Howard that is just a jet. He's yeah. living in the paint. He's he's causing problems. But uh, you know, and they've got a McDonald's All American and and Dawson Garcia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he, he's an old guy now and. This team is playing great, and, and um, you know, they've beaten a lot of people. Yep. Last couple of questions for Brad Underwood on the Tavern Showing phone line. Okay, so I got a fundraiser idea, maybe coaches versus cancer. Here, listen to this. Talk about a Brad Underwood practice. What are the qualities or staples of, of that particular description? That's why you haven't been in one. You won't be in one. So we sell raffle tickets. You get to go to a Brad Underwood practice. You have to be in a soundproof booth. But but you could watch. You could watch it. We'd raise a zillion dollars to bring a Brad Underwood practice. Coach, that would be just boom. Well, if, if you can promise me that we'll get that number you just threw out, I'll let people in. <laughs> okay. There you go. And, and I'll... I'll and I'll let as many people in who's, as who want to pay that number. Yeah, if right. it's not that number, you, you don't get in. <laughs> I gotcha. April 16th, Wordyville. Can you reveal anything of what's coming our way in about a month or a month and a half away? No. Okay. <laughs> no. But it, but it but it's going to be good again, and 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 again, it's 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 exciting, and I look forward to that event, and so many people get behind it, and. <laughs> And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, after the season's over, I take over the national chair for, for long Kruger for coaches versus cancer and to, to be a part of that and, and, um, um, you know, do something that is beneficial for so many. It makes me feel good. And, and I think it's time to, to find a cure for cancer and, uh, just doing our part here in, in Champagne with the help of so many people is uh, is a lot of fun. What was, nice. it, what was the number? Did I say bazillion? Because I'm not, I got to add the zeros <laughs> up on bazillion because that was. We'll go for a million. All right, million dollars. All right, at least we have a number that's tangible. All right, so congratulations on five twenty win years in a row with Lou Henson in a hundred and some years of basketball. It's you and Lou Henson. Wow. Come on, Brad. That's, that's a, great. Congrats. That's big time. Oh, uh, you know, I think it's something that uh, me. From the standpoint of, of, I've always said I don't want a great team. I want a great program. You know, when you when you really start to look, you know, and I, I didn't I didn't think this was brought up, and and I'm going to throw this out there. Here's the here's the list of teams: Illinois, Kansas, Creighton, San Diego State, Memphis, Baylor, and Oregon are very close, along with Liberty. Those are the only teams to win 20 games. Wow. Wow. You start looking in the powers, you know, Illinois, Kansas, Crate, Baylor is going to get there, uh, and Oregon. And, um, you know, I when I had that thrown at me, I was like, wow. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you're talking you're talking about the blue bloods. None of them, you know, other than Kansas there. Um, you know, it's just uh, no SEC school there. Man, no ACC school there. It's um, something I'm. Uh, a good coaches, a lot of good players, and, and like I said, the press conference. It's great to see Illinois where it should be in my opinion well you've done wonderfully and you're mm-hmm. doing wonderfully keep it up we're appreciate appreciative of your time but uh, we're rooting for you wednesday night let's get minnesota and go from there but again great work this year with a lot of stuff going on in your life well done brad we appreciate your time i appreciate you having me thank you all right thank that's you. coach brad underwood espn 93.5 on the Tevin's joint phone line <laughs> Is your birthday in February? Well, get ready to rev up the celebration. Clay Dooley Tire and Auto is giving you a free oil change during your birthday month. That's right, a special treat to keep your wheels spinning smoothly as you celebrate another fantastic year. Don't miss out on this incredible birthday offer. Schedule your complimentary oil change at either the Champaign or Bloomington locations. Since 1917, Clay Dooley Tire and Auto has been your go-to for driving with confidence. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or somebody you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Illinois basketball star Dane Danger living at Pacifica on Green. And what's your favorite space? Probably be the game room. Uh, definitely when I have uh, some of my friends over, we always go to the game room, play the Mario Kart. So, yeah, it's for free. So we we play, we play it like four or five times, just chilling there, probably watch the game or whatever. They have two flat-screen TVs in there, so it's a good deal. The ultimate in student housing, Pacifica on Green, at PacificaOnGreen.com. Martinelli's Market presents the 15th annual Prom Benefit Hunger Relief for Eastern Illinois Food Bank. Saturday, March 2nd, this year's goal is to raise 375,000 meals for those with food insecurities in the 18-county service territory for Eastern Illinois Food Bank. This year's Harrington Law Prom Court includes 10 different men and women in our area as you vote now for those who deserve the crown on Saturday, March 2nd at the iHotel and Conference Center. Learn more at eifoodbank.org slash prom. Eastern Illinois Food Bank is active with their mobile food pantry near the beginning of the month. The first Tuesday of the month, St. Joe's Feed the Need receives a visit at 9 a.m., then Ogden at the Old Ballpark at 10, Homer across from the post office at 11, Sydney's Community Building at 12.30, Philo's Village Office at 1.30, and Tolono out at the Oaks off Route 45 at 2.30. Once again, these half-hour stops are the first Tuesday of the month. To learn more, visit eiclient.com.
Live, ESPN Radio, 93.5. Great interview there from Stevie and Diane this morning with Brad Underwood. Good stuff. Brad's one of those guys, probably he's up at 4 a.m. Oh, I'm sure. He's already done like a six-mile walk. If you go into collegiate coaching, you're probably getting three hours a night. I, I can't imagine. You're up at 4 a.m. Look, sleep I, at 1, 1 a.m. Again, I don't feel bad for them for two reasons. One, they chose that. And two, they make a hell yep. of a lot of money. More money than most of us, you know, make in this area, obviously. But I just can't imagine what life is like during a basketball season. For any coach, Shauna Green, anybody. And just I just can't imagine that. I mean, does Brad roll into the garage at 9 o'clock and text his wife on the way and say, hey, I'm getting ready to leave the office. Uh, she's like, okay, I've got the pot pie finished. Now, I'm not – please understand what I'm saying there, obviously. Or does he say, hey, you want me to pick up some food? You know, I mean, it's, and then, then you eat and you go to bed and then you're up at like 4 a.m. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. And, sh- and you know – or if you're on the road at oh. Michigan and your the team plane gets back in at one a.m. Right. and it's right, it's crazy. like just go to bed. I'll be home at some point. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, it's it's crazy. All right, at two one seven U of I Atlanta Lake text line. Uh, I think it's kind of a rip on you and the Orange Crush. I wasn't in it on Saturday. Don't play. Oh, me. okay. And I, I don't. Maybe he's not. But I'm just making that joke. Uh, he says or she says. Why won't it go up? Oh, there we go. Chester Frazier brings energy. Well, I mean, yeah. I told the boys Saturday, my goal in life is to look like Chester Frazier one more time in my life. He is in perfect shape. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he... He could go out there and lock up anybody oh, right now. Oh. I mean, he... Did you see... They showed it on TV when he chest bumped yes. Coleman yep. after Coleman got on the ground and I called the I saw that out. live. It was awesome. Yeah. So the, Robbie Hummel was like, not many assistant coaches can can do this. And he's right, you know. I mean, but, yeah, I, I want to look like Chester Frazier. My physique, I want to look like him one more time in my life. But he says, okay, Chester Frazier brings energy. Why is he always the one who has to tell the Orange Crush when to get loud? Illinois regained the lead and half the students standing there with their arms crossed. Man, the Crush has really been taking it mm-hmm. this year. You guys are still raising a lot of money for good people, right? Yes. I think we need to remind people of that. But I, I do We just have a bad freshman class. You know, sometimes yeah, you recruit the well. That's right. Sometimes you recruit well. Sometimes you don't. Obviously, Kyle's part of that stellar sophomore class that came in last year for the crush. So, yeah, you know, it is. Hey, can you effort? Randy just asked, does Illinois baseball have a home game tomorrow? I believe so, and I believe it is against – Eastern and Jason Anderson at three o'clock. Jason Anderson, of course, a former Illinois pitcher, went on to pitch for the Yankees. First round draft pick, I believe, of the Yankees. Great guy. He's from Danville area. We're efforting that. And, you know, Randy? You are absolutely correct. Randy is so doing Elante right now. Instead of just getting on fightingillini.com and checking for himself, he's doing the passive-aggressive kind of line Hey, don't we play tomorrow? And then, whereas I could just type it up right here. Instead, I just send it to you. I used to do that to Trevor. Way back in the day, I did it to Jeremy Warner all the time. And Warner's finally like, can you not just look it up? And I'm like, oh, wow, that was harsh. 
Uh, so it is tomorrow at three o'clock. Supposed to be a pretty nice day. Yes, although it some is. Although crazy some crazy storms some might storms be coming. Storms are coming late in the day. Hopefully they can get that one in beforehand. Though. I agree. Now at three o nine, while a two one seven was bashing you in the crush, a three o nine, he's he's on me hard today, or she. Uh, Brad wants to win. Stevie wants to win. Come on, Lon, pull for wins. Yeah, we probably should have stopped and pushed back on Lon's wishes to lose <laughs> all three March regular season games a little harder. That's my fault. I should have been it, really hammering him for that one. <laughs> what are we doing? Listen, I'm just trying to get your team and mine no, I, the easiest path in the NCAA tournament to go deep. And that is either a three seed or a six seed. I'll never think that's any different. Well, unless you're a one right. or a two. But if you can get a three or a six, I would take that every year than a four or a five. So my thought was the least resistant path is to just to lose and just get a six seed and go from there. And then you don't believe in momentum, though, like <laughs> Illinois just lost four in a row heading into the tournament. Nah. That, that means nothing. No, because you just beat that 11 seed the first game. Then you got all then you got your momentum rolling and then you got your mojo going when you beat the. What would that be? You play a six and then you play a three? Yep. Yeah. But you're right. You said it best. Obviously, two things you said best. Number one, they can just win to get a three seed, which which I prefer. So I agree. I prefer to that. Um, and then number two, a four or a five gives you the easiest way to a Sweet 16. An least. easier path to a Sweet 16 than a six would. That's correct. That is correct. So that said... What is your goal at home? Are you wanting to just make a Sweet 16 and end that little bugaboo that's been there since 05? Or do you want to be like Lon, kind of like be like Mike, and get to at least an Elite Eight, and that is losing the rest of your games now, except for Minnesota, and then <laughs> and the Friday at the Big Ten and being a six seed and getting it done. You know I'm kidding. All right, no offseason for college coaches anymore, either with the unrestricted NIL and transfer portal. That's from the 651. Wes can barely get you guys on the radio down here in Sullivan. One con of moving down here. Well, you just, hey, click on that Spotify. Are we on Spotify? The podcast should be, but not live. Oh, so just click on steviejay.com and put listen live. I've even done that.